you're listening to the Fearlessly Visible podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Gibson-Jones, spiritual life and business coach. I have officially been in business since 2019, but I spent a lot of that time hiding, doubting my abilities, and being afraid to show all the magical parts of myself. Over the years, I have learned to cultivate a feeling of safety in my body so I can confidently and consistently show up, powerfully serve my audience, and do my sacred work in the world. If you're a spiritual entrepreneur who's been hiding parts of yourself and you're ready to step into your full power and bravely share your light, you're in the right place. Get ready for the tools and practices that can help you become fearlessly visible in your life and business. Let's get started, love. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. I am Jesse Gibson-Jones. I am your witchy, intuitive visibility coach helping you start and grow a more magical business. So today uh, is two part two of my three-part series, Practices for a More Magical Business. I had an episode yesterday about infusing the power of intention into your business. That was a really great episode for you. If you are interested in opening yourself up more to your intuition and co-creating your business and your program services and offers with the universe. Today's episode is all about using trust in the universe as a magical practice that will align you energetically to the clients and customers that need what you have to offer. So it's all about trust, capital, all caps, trust. And before we dive in fully, I want to talk to you about the science of magic, which definitely sounds like an oxymoron. The science of magic. So a little 101 for you on how matter works and why our intention can shape the world around us. Okay, so it's kind of like a magic manifestation 101 kind of a talk. So I don't know if you know this, but everything that we perceive, everything that we think of as being real, quote unquote real in our world, everything that we see in front of us, so like the table sitting in front of you, the steering wheel in front of you, the pen in your hand that you can touch and feel and you know that it's real because you perceive it with your eyes and you feel it with your hands. It is all a collection of atoms vibrating at a certain frequency. So everything that we perceive of as being made of matter is actually just a collection of atoms with all this space in between them that is vibrating at a specific frequency that allows us to interpret it with our minds as a physical object. And in addition to all of the objects that I just named, like a table and a steering wheel and a pen, that also includes living things like human beings and animals and plants. And basically everything on our planet is a collection of atoms vibrating at a frequency. We can detect through science, that the vibration exists, that it is real, that it is energy. But where they originate from at this point is a mystery. So there's still a lot of mystery out there in the universe that we as humans don't don't fully understand. I don't know that we will ever fully understand. And as we further scientific thoughts and discoveries, we get closer and closer to truth, objective truth, But I don't think we'll ever fully get there and ever fully be able to conceive of it with our mind, with our human brain, that are also made of these atoms vibrating at a frequency. So it gets kind of meta. But the mystery that we have in the universe is a really beautiful thing. 
And the not knowing opens us up to allowing ourselves to trust that even the things that we don't know or that we can't conceive of is all working out to our highest good. So when we take what we don't know and maybe don't understand and allow trust and faith in the universe to take the place of fear and worry and anxiety about what could go wrong, then we are leaning into the magic of what is possible. And this possibility opens a portal for us into a future that is shaped by our intention. So it's the idea that this vibration that's in everything on our on our planet, everything that we see, and even in our very thoughts, if this vibration is, in its essence, part of the divine, then we are part of the divine, and our thoughts are part of the divine, and our intention is part of the divine. So all of this works together to bring about what is in our highest and best good all the time. So if you can lean into that belief, you can bring trust to the forefront of your business, then you're bringing in the magic and the mystery of the divine to the forefront of your business. And you're stepping into this portal, this hopeful place of what is possible instead of this limit of the way things are supposed to be or this box of scarcity, of fear. You're expanding yourself and your business to see what is possible. So that's what I'm asking you to do today, to see everything in the universe as being connected as a thread of the divine through all matter, through all energy, through this vibration, and trusting that the things you're co-creating, if you listen to part one of the series, the things that you're co-creating are part of this mysterious and magical energy that is source. So that is the concept. And here are a couple of ways that you can apply it here in this physical reality that we do exist in, that we are um, entangled with every day. So the first one that I want you to think about is social media. So social media can be this really magical tool, right? It brings people and ideas and energies from all over our planet together, and it basically collapses time and space for us so that we can be anywhere at any time, and our ideas have so much more potential to reach human beings today than they have ever before at any point in human history. It's really incredible when we think about it. But we can also think of social media as being scary. It can also feel extremely overwhelming. It can feel like it is all the negative energy in the world in one place. It can feel limiting, like you have to show up as this shiny and perfect version of yourself. And it can feel really scary to just have eyes on you as you put things out there onto the Internet that are potentially going to live there forever, right? So there are really two ways to look at it. You can look at it like that, or you can look at it as a function of the divine, as part, an integral part of the divine mystery of the universe. It's definitely something that was created by humans, but as if you really just look at the trajectory of human consciousness and recorded human history, it makes sense that we're all 
coming closer and closer together if you believe that we've all been connected this entire time. So it's almost like the internet and social media is creating on the physical plane what already exists on the energetic field, that our energy, our spirit, our essence, it's all connected on the soul level. Like we are all one and the same. And now we're coming on to into this place where all of our energies and ideas and creative inventions can can commingle. If you've ever if you've ever felt like the algorithm was against you or social media was not for you or you're not good at that or you would like to have a presence on social media if it wasn't so like shitty feeling, then I invite you to shift your perspective. Instead of seeing the algorithm as this big negative force, I invite you to see the algorithm and to see the internet as having this same energy, the same spirit as the divine. As putting as much trust into the algorithm as you put trust into the universe, as seeing it almost as one and the same. And here's a few things that this can do for you. Number one, it takes off the pressure of you having to be a certain way or follow a certain strategy or learn a certain set of skills to be, quote unquote, successful on social media. If you trust in the universe and you trust that the algorithm is going to get your message and your work out there to the right people at the right time, then it means that you don't have to do anything else other than show up and ask yourself, what do my people need to hear from me today? What can I put out into the world, into the ether today that will bring me joy, that will potentially inspire, educate, or in some other way provide value to the people that need to hear it from me? So you can just ask that question. And it takes off that pressure to be perfect, right? It takes off that pressure that oh, there's something that I'm missing. If you believe that it's not something that you have to do to get your message out there and that it's actually all working out for you in divine timing, then it makes it a lot less scary. And if you also start to see social media and the internet as an extension of uh, of the energy that we all have as humans, the extension of the divine, the extent, an extension of this connection that we all share, then it can make it a lot more fun for you to to show up and to do your sacred work and to show parts of yourself and parts of your business on the internet. Because you get to decide what you put out there and it can feel, you can decide that it's going to be this really hard, really soul-sucking, really strategic, really fear-driven thing that you're going to put out there, or you can decide that it's going to be fun. It's going to be joyful. It's going to be one more thing in your day that puts you in alignment with magic and with the divine. Another physical aspect that we can apply this idea to, this idea of trust in the universe, is to money. So this is a really big one. Um, as you have probably heard before a million times, that money is energy, right? Exchanging money is the same as exchanging energy. So why does it sometimes feel so scary 
are so cringy or so devastating when we think about making money or the lack thereof? Why is there so much scarcity involved around money? And why is there sometimes a disconnect between what we think of as like our energetic vibration and how much money is flowing in? I don't know about you, but I grew up in a household where abundance was not something that we believed in. It was not something that was taught. There was a large amount of scarcity around money, around never having enough of it, and around also not having much control over where it went. So when I stepped into adulthood, I really had no idea about money, about how to make it, how to hold on to it, what to do with it. I knew that I liked to spend it and that I liked to have fun with it, but aside from that, I had a lot of anxiety around um, how to be a good custodian of it. And then when I stepped into entrepreneurship, I had a lot of scarcity around where it was going to come from. But if you begin to look at money as something that's the same energy, that's the same vibration as everything else that has this thread of the divine flowing through it, and you begin to trust, it can really change your relationship with money from scarcity to, if not abundance, then maybe sufficiency, right? I'm a big believer in bridging the gap. So we can't go from having a belief that there's not enough to go around, that I don't know if I'll ever have enough money, that I'm struggling to pay my bills, or maybe I'm not paying my bills, We can't go from having these beliefs of there isn't enough to there is a never-ending supply and I have all that I want and more because saying I have all that I want and more over and over again may not change the fact that I can't pay my my bills today. But I'm getting this this, uh, message that's coming through me of when I first met my husband and he did grow up in a household where there was abundance. Um, his parents basically went from being surprised teen parents with not without a penny to their name to self-made millionaires as as my husband Matt grew up. So there was a big belief of abundance in his house. But when I first met him, something that he would always say to me is, everything's going to be okay. You know how I know? Because it always is. Everything's going to be okay because it always is. And I was like, Matt, that's such bullshit because everything is not always okay. Because I spent a decade of my life so depressed that I really didn't want to go on living and I just was making it by the skin of my teeth because I didn't want to disappoint my parents or devastate the people in my life who loved me. And here you are telling me that everything's always going to be okay. That's bullshit. So that belief was too stretchy for me at that time. I couldn't step into the belief of everything's always going to be okay because it always is. Because for me, that didn't look like truth because it hadn't always been quote-unquote okay. But then I started to look back on my past and I was like, you know, even in the shittiest of times, even in the moments where I was just in anguish underneath the blankets on my bed with all the lights out, I was still there and I was still making it through so that I could get to the point where I am now. Like, I was still going on. Does that make sense? Like, maybe I wasn't okay, but I was still here. I'm still here. So instead of everything's always going to be okay because it always is, I was like, okay, I guess I can be open to the possibility that things tend to work out. Things tend to play out. Like, maybe it's not always, like, fun or good or, quote-unquote, okay, 
but as long as I'm still living and breathing, things continue to go on. So I kind of embraced that belief for a while, that, like, I guess things just keep going. Time marches on. And then slowly over time, I was like, you know what? Things are kind of always okay. As I got to a point where I could regulate my nervous system, and as I also got to a point where I was no longer as incapacitated by, by my depression, and I could look back and be like, you know, maybe that was okay. And the moment I know it didn't feel okay, but now I am okay. So maybe it all works out for the good, is a belief that I kind of started telling myself. And then I was able eventually to embrace Matt's belief that everything's always going to be okay. Everything's always going to work out. But it was a slow belief journey, and I needed a belief bridge. So the same thing can be true for thinking about money as energy and trust in the universe. If you're in scarcity mode now, but you don't want to be, but being in the energy of abundance also feels completely impossible, then maybe just having an attitude of sufficiency that no matter where I am, I know that my needs will be met. Because even if you, even if you or I like lost our job and our resources today, and found ourselves like living on the streets, there's a high potential that we could still find shelter and find a meal somewhere and have our needs met somewhere because of the world that we live in today and because there are resources out there even for those who are not well-resourced, if that makes sense. So you may find shelter with a friend or shelter somewhere in your community and you may find a hot meal either from parents or loved ones or, again, from like a church or um, a homeless shelter in your community. So having the idea that there is enough, there there is a sufficient amount of energy, of money, of resources that my needs, my basic needs will always be met. Once you can start believing and embodying that and, and that level of trust in the universe, then that may be your bridge from scarcity, there's not enough, there's lack, it's never going to be enough, to there's more than enough. There's always more than enough to go around. Maybe the, the middle ground for you is sufficiency. So I invite you to lean into that level of trust in the universe today. At the end of the day, everything is energy, and I feel like that's pretty much irrefutable. And why not believe that you have power over the energy, even if you're not full-on law of attraction, manifestation, yes, 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 which I sometimes look at that stuff with a side eye too. Even if that's not you, how could the belief that your intention can change the vibration, at the very least, of your own reality, of your mind, of your energy, and that that can attract similar energies, similar ways of thinking, similar ways of being, people who will want to be in your energy because your energy is a specific way. That belief is the basis of your magic. That belief that you, that in the power of your intention, can create real change and real magnetization in the physical plane, at least in your very own body and mind, right? And why not in the way that people out there who need what you have are magnetically drawn toward you, both through social media algorithms, through the internet, collapsing time and space, and through the way that you make money. 
if you can apply this trust in the universe, apply this magical way of thinking to those aspects of your business and maybe even to a few others, then I think that you will start to see the way you run your business as more aligned to your potential for joy, to your potential for fun, for your potential for success, and for your potential to be in front of more people in the world who need to hear what you have to say. So I hope this is a blessing to your business. I hope this helps you run a more magical business. And I invite you to come back tomorrow for part three of this series, which is all about protecting your energy by using a brand archetype in your business and um, helping you become more visible. So I'll see you then. I love you and I can't wait to talk.